Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. Kind of an interesting day, a presidential election day. I've been getting emails and calls, as Julie has, asking us who, you know, they weren't asked, no one asked who we voted for, but they're all sort of like asking what our opinion is on the state of the country. So we have a really great topic for you guys, something you're going to be very interested in. It has nothing to do with the election, thank God, right? It has nothing to do with politics. What it does have to do with is the facts on how you can go ahead and create repeat and referral business, something that when you listen to our superstar interviews, it's always the number one source of business for these guys is repeat and referral. So we're really going to drill down and give you guys a plan. But I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you really what I've been – our opinion, and I can hear you, Julia, our opinion okay. – on really the whole political situation. And Julie and I, you know, we've talked a lot about this because we know a lot of you, you, you're looking for some input from people who you hopefully you feel you can trust, and hopefully that's Julie and I. So here's our real uh, our opinion on the whole political thing as it relates to our industry. Because remember, we're business coaches. Our job is to help you guys make money, help people, right? And here's the answer. It doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, a lot of you guys, and this is most of the emails we've been getting, are so anti, um, you know, one side or the other. You guys are losing focus on the fact that, it, you know, we've had presidents, we've had dominant political parties during good housing markets and bad. In the past eight years, um, we've had uh, what a lot of you guys, a lot of you from your political leanings, wouldn't agree it seems, with the political party that's been in control of the country, the Democrats. And yet, look what's happened with housing. So are you sure you're right about your political leanings as it relates to your job, as it relates to your business, as it relates to our industry? So, look, we're not ever going to talk about politics. It's not our thing. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm so sick of hearing it. You know, who cares at this point? Is my Let's just get it over with. Pull the Band-Aid off, for God's sake. Uh, but just remember, at, at the end of the day, you guys can make money because this whole politic conversation really does come down to scarcity versus abundance. We talked about that last week. People believing that somehow one political party is going to result in them having more abundance in their lives and the other political party will result in them having scarcity. I mean, guys, get down to it. Look at it. Oh, if we vote for so-and-so, our taxes are going to go up. If we vote for so-and-so, they're going to take our, you know, our Second Amendment rights away. If we vote for so-and-so, this is going to happen. So if they're all manipulating or trying to manipulate your scarcity or abundance emotion, you know, and, and, and you guys just say, no, I don't think so. I'm not going to be manipulated anymore. I know at the end of the day, it, it, it does matter who the president is. It certainly does matter for the long-term ramifications as far as, you know, laws and whatnot. So I'm not, I'm not suggesting that. But what I'm suggesting is for the sake of your immediate lives, really the only thing that matters is your skill set and your willingness to uh, be of service and help people. Detach yourself from the idea that it matters who the dominant political party in our country is as far as your success, you can make money no matter what direction the market's headed. You can make money no matter what direction the interest rates are headed. No matter if the economy is in a recession, not a recession, whether your housing market is crashing or whether or not it's a seller's market, whether or not it's a doesn't matter market, you can be wildly successful no matter what. Why is that always going to be true? 
Why has that always been true? Because there will always be people that need to buy or sell real estate. They'll always need to have problems solved. Back in the recession, a lot of you guys absolutely positively cleaned up because you did not wait to learn how to do short sales or go after REOs and BPOs. In some of your markets, that market is back. And if you're not learning how to do that, you are absolutely positively going to miss a huge opportunity. Others of you, we, we cater to a lot of folks that sell really, really expensive. I wouldn't even call them homes. They're more like estates. And in those cases, those properties, yeah, those upper upper end properties, they're still selling. The mid upper end properties, and this is going to sound insane, like most you know most of the country can only imagine selling stuff. This is between say three million and and maybe ten million. Those properties are stagnant, and they seeming they're seeming to drop in value. Um, if you're over fifteen million and you're one of the top markets, those properties are still selling. So anyway, the point is, it doesn't matter what's going on in the economy. It doesn't matter what's going on with interest rates. You will. Adapt, provided you're willing to always be learning. If you're going to learn and you're going to apply what you're going to learn and you're going to keep the mindset of being of service to other people, who cares who the president is? I mean, if our little daughter could uh, vote, she'd be voting for Elmo today. <laughs> so, Julie, welcome to today's radio <laughs> Go show. Elmo. Go right, Elmo. Heck, I'd vote that. for Elmo. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the personality, you know? <laughs> He's likable. Let's just be honest. If it was Elmo against is Trump that. versus Clinton, Elmo would win. You know what? Win. He would Absolutely. win. I bet you if Elmo – we need to write in Elmo today. That's what we need to do. We Damn, should. that's a gr- Everyone write in Elmo. His last no, name kidding. is Monster, if anybody's wondering. Yes, it's Elmo Monster. Elmo so. Monster. <laughs> For the write-in purposes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, Julie, we're uh, focusing on the hardcore facts about creating repeat and referral business. And, and uh, yes. again, this is something uh, – a topic that all – this is always going to be, guys, the best spoke. You will have to earn the business first before you can start getting repeat and referral. So let's be clear. Um, you know, you're gonna don't think you can just get into business and be successful for very long with repeat and referral because you only get so far. You're gonna have to do other things that are more proactive to go after business. Okay. But repeat and referral is always gonna be one of your primary spokes. Um so Julie, welcome to today's call. Do you have any emails or anything to share with our listeners? Thank you. Um, actually, I was just scanning, and most of my emails uh, when I'm searching for my shout-outs are people that we did shout-outs saying thank you for the shout-out. So I'm going to do a, <laughs> okay. a uh, special request. You guys, you know, a lot of our podcasts are based on your special requests, what you're dealing with right now. You know, maybe you hear a holiday objection handler you've never heard of before. Maybe, you know, we'll, we need to do a new show on that. Uh, but we will customize some of our podcasts based on your popular requests, so don't be afraid to do that. It's Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com. And I would say, by and large, what I'm hearing today is just everybody wanting the election to be over with and taking a breath and thinking about the rest of their fourth quarter. So we're going to take our time talking about different things you should be doing during different times of the year. And so when we get to that point in our outline, Tim, we will start actually at the end of the list and work our way backwards just to keep things nice and timely. But let's talk to them about why this is so important. I'm going to jump right in if that's cool with you. Go for it. All right, so expanding your center of influence. How do you create a steady flow of referrals and repeat business? Well, create a 12-month plan Underline, if you guys are taking notes, the word plan so that you can get into action and out of planning mode. Get out of getting ready to get started to someday actually talk to your past clients and expand your list. So here's a fact, and I tease a lot of you guys about this all the time when you resist us. When you look at that awesome listing that just hit the market, and you look at the listing agent and you say, how did that agent get that listing? It's almost always because the seller already knew the agent. So, Tim, 
I wanted you to share, we often talk about the decision-making process when somebody decides to list their property, how they decide, uh, you know, the first thing. So maybe you can talk about that for a second. Oh, you should have told me ahead of time. I had written down my notes. Okay, I'm going to write this down as I talk, guys. This is something, um, I don't remember, you and, Julie, it was like a Harvard study. You and I read this back in like mm-hmm. uh, the 90s, and then we read. we found another study that was done like the 2000s. And basically, mm-hmm. it wasn't a sa- it wasn't done for sales guys. It was a psychology study that was um, showing how people go about making decisions. I, it's, this is really fascinating. I'm also kind of confessing how much Julie and I are nerds, but that's okay. Most of you guys know that already. So, here's the thing: when you're, and I'll give you guys the numbers, and I'll try to remember the numbers the best I can, but just get the concept. When people are going through the decision making process of who they're going to hire, this is traditionally how it's been done. So I'll set up a story because everyone learns best from a story. Let's say you have a little dog named Toto, and let's say you love Toto. Toto is the best dog ever. He's your best friend. You want Toto to have a long, healthy, happy life. You're with me? Good. You move to a new town, you and Toto. Toto now, um, you're moving out of Kansas, and so now you're going to move to Southern California. You got sick of tornadoes. Now you're going to you know, live through some earthquakes, so you're going to we'll change the scenes, you and Toto. So you're now in uh, Southern California, and Toto starts developing allergies. And poor little Toto, he needs to go to a vet. But you don't know any vets. You just moved to Southern California. So what's the process that you're going to go through to find a vet? This is traditionally the process. The first thing that people would do is they'd ask themselves, do I know somebody? In other words, have I done business with somebody before? Do I know somebody that, like, a trusted person that I've used in, in this particular case because you moved to this new town? You don't. You don't know anybody. You personally don't have any direct experience with somebody that you'll use again. Makes sense. Now, the next thing you're going to do is you're going to say, okay, I don't know somebody, so the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go and I'm going to ask maybe my new neighbors or some people I know from my church or I'm going to ask you know, somebody from my school or work or whatever. In other words, you're going to go and ask for a referral from a trusted friend or an advisor. You following me, guys? Doesn't that make sense? Isn't how you go about making decisions now? And the third thing you'll do, remember the first one is, do I know someone? The answer was no. The second thing was hitting your Rolodex and asking if anyone you know knows anyone. If the answer is no, the third thing you'll do is you'll respond to marketing advertising. Now, here's what's really fascinating once you get this concept. Virtually all of everyone makes a decision based on uh, either someone they knew or a referral from a trusted friend or advisor. In other words, the first two categories. So it's broken into the three categories. Just to make this super clear, the decision-making process works like this. Do I know someone? The, if the answer is yes, then that's probably the someone I'm going to use again. If I don't know someone, do I know someone who can send me a referral? And if that answer is no, then the last thing is going to be responding to an ad. Now, again, this, this research has been done I'm sure more than I know times, and the result was is the number of people that respond to an ad was less than 10%. Usually it's like 6 or 7%. That means that virtually everybody who's making a decision who they're going to hire to perform a service, generally this is the buying behavior of people hiring service professionals like what you do, um, they're going to be going through this decision-making process. If you guys want to make this more personal, you can ask yourself, well, if you have a roof leak, right? You need to fix your roof leak. Chances are all all of you guys know a roofer, and so you're going to what? You're going to call the guy you've used in the past. If you don't know a roofer, then you're going to maybe ask your neighbor. If If they don't know a roofer, then you might respond to an ad, or you might go online. You might go to Yelp. 
You might go to Facebook. Those are the types of things and those are the types of behaviors. Now, what's changed and what's interesting is the behavior pattern of how, about, how people going, go about deciding who they're going to hire, especially on the service side of things. Remember, you know, we're, all, we're selling a product. We're selling a service. It's kind of the same thing. But just in your mind, differentiate. Like a product is an actual thing that you can you know, walk away with. A service is like what you guys provide, which is essentially your time. It's what we provide as well, really. We're all basically service providers. So the thing that's uh, – the, the Yelps of the world, the Facebooks of the world, um, all these review sites, they are uh, modifying people's behavior. But what they're doing is they're not replacing or changing the pattern. They're just enhancing the pattern. So, for example, maybe now when you're trying to decide, do I know somebody who is my roofer, you might go to your Facebook page and you might look to see if you have any roofer friends that you've just forgotten about. So you're still doing the same behavior pattern as far as how you go about narrowing it down, who you're going to hire, but you're just going a little bit wider. Like I said, you're going to your social networks maybe to go about finding uh, some suggestions or some referrals. But it's still the same exact process. The takeaway that all of you guys need to have is the idea that you can just market and advertise and brand your way to success doesn't really work unless you have a massive budget because we know that fewer than 10% of folks out there will make their decision who they're going to hire um, to be a service professional based on advertising and marketing, and most people decide who they're going to use from their own centers of influence and past clients you know, or references, and you guys get the idea, or someone from a, a reference from somebody that they know, love, and trust. Get it? So your objective should be in your community – should always be to be in one of those first two categories. As a service professional, I want to make it so that everyone eventually either thinks of you because they know you directly or everyone thinks of you because they know you indirectly and you become a referral from somebody else. So when you hear us interview our superstars, when you hear us interview the top agents in the country, and, and you know if they're not our superstars, they will be our superstars. You guys can go back and listen to all the superstar interviews. You can just go to timandjulieharris.com and listen to all the shows. You will hear every single time when I'm interviewing them, what's your number one source of business, the one thing you do if you couldn't do anything else, and they're always going to say they're centers of influence and past clients. What they never tell you is how they went about building the list, what they do to maintain the list, and what they do to expand the list. And so that's what today's radio show is going to be about, and probably tomorrow's and the following day as well. It's that important you guys get this. So, Julie, did I explain this concept that I haven't probably yeah. explained in three or four years effectively? <laughs> no, sorry, I threw that at you. Yeah, well, that's, that's what right. I was thinking of with this, so that they take it that seriously. The thing is, why is it that marketing takes, you know, if you, let's say, a postcard campaign, why does it take longer than they want, more money than they want in order to get any results whatsoever. Because as you said, from all these studies, only 10% of those you're marketing to are susceptible at all because they never get to that susceptibility. They already either know somebody or get a referral somebody. They're immune to that type of marketing. That's why it's better to work the 80 or so or 90% that work off of who do I already know or who does my neighbor already know that they can refer to me. That's wouldn't you rather appeal to 90% of the population than 10? And by the way, it also costs a heck of a lot less money and time. So your job, as Tim said, be the agent that gets that listing. Be the agent where all the other agents go, well, how in the world did Tim get that listing? Oh, he must have known that guy. It's almost always true. So here's a fact. Everyone loves repeat and referral business. The prospect already knows, loves, and trusts you. So just from the agent's standpoint, this is what you want anyway. If you could choose your, who your next buyer or seller would be, would it always be somebody you already know? Isn't it that much easier for you? 
they're less likely to ask for your commission, for you to chip in here and there. They're less li- you're less likely to compete. So here's a fact so that we can get you working this end of it. A minimum of 10% of your database should be buying or selling with you every year or referring somebody to you, assuming that you speak with them regularly. So just having the list isn't enough. Many of our coaching clients track closer to 40% of their business, and I know that we have many coaching clients that are doing even better than that, especially after they've done this for quite some time. Uh, They track that to their ever-expanding database. You can only get those results with regular communication when you systematize that. So let's then do the math using that 10% rule. If you've got 100 names on your list, and some of you guys are sitting there going, God, I don't know 100 people. Yes, you do. Sit down, make yourself write down the list, We have a lot of stuff on our um, Premier Coaching website that helps memory jogging and that kind of thing. I don't know anybody that doesn't know 100 people. Maybe not on the tip of your tongue, but you know them. Okay, so then if you have 100 minimum, you should have 10 deals one way or the other, either directly or as referrals. If you don't, you either don't have a great past client and center of influence plan, or you're not working your plan consistently. And by the way, email is not enough. Now, let's keep doing the math. When you build your list to 500 people, you can create as many as 50 or more transactions per year when you do this right. Again, we have many coaching clients who have achieved this, but they didn't do it in 30 days. They didn't just dabble with it. The word here is consistent effort. Make sense so far, Julie, this is a good. Yeah, this is a good place for us to interject a story just so they can understand we're not just giving sure. them, you know, conjecture. This is actual real life. And I'll give you guys a real-life example from our own real estate practice. So Julie and I consistently sold between 100 and 200 homes per year, and we did it for almost 10 years. In our first year in the business, we sold over 100 homes. All this is documented truth. Hey, guess what? Real estate coaches actually sold real estate. That's a novel idea. All right, I'm going to put my my smart ass back on the shelf. I'm going to focus here. All right, so what we would do is we would, just as we asked you guys to do in the real estate treasure map, is we would have we had the dry erase boards up on the wall. One of the dry erase boards was tracking all the closings, and the other dry erase board was essentially all the listings. Yes, we had a CRM. Yes, all the stuff was tracked on software. Yes, yes, yes. But it doesn't matter. The visualization of having those things up on the wall makes a huge difference. So what we would do is we would mark on the uh, closings board. We at the beginning of every year would write one through two hundred because that was our goal every year is to sell two hundred homes or two fifty or whatever it was. Whatever it was that was necessary for us to accomplish our financial goals, save a certain amount of money, buy a certain number of rental properties, that's how we built our business. That's how we built our investments, just like we're asking you guys to do. Read the Real Estate Treasure Map book. I'll tell you how to get that for free in a second. So we would write down the address. We would write down the sale price. We'd write down the commission. And then we'd write down the source of the business. Now, a couple interesting thoughts for you. Number one is – and I won't tell this story because it's too long, but number one, the, when you ask someone why they called you, especially a seller, and you ask them, well, why did you, you, know, why did you choose or how did you go? Do we know? Like, you know it, just follow our seller pre-qualifying script. And one of the questions is, um, you know, why, did you choose, why are you choosing to hire Tim and Julie Harris for the job of selling your home? Julie, I actually don't remember the exact line in the script, but there you go. That's the gist of it is you're supposed to ask. And what you're going to find most for the – uh, 90% of the times they're going to say something, just whatever comes to their mind. We saw a sign in the yard, you know, something like that. Or maybe you just sent out a mailer or something like that. But then if you ask the question again in a slightly different way, just use the seller prequalification script, you'll find the real reason. So I was in our office once. This little 
uh, blonde gal that looked like Meg Ryan named Kelly worked for us at the time. And I remember listening to Kelly go through this pre-qualification script for the seller. The seller called in and interviewed Tim and Julie. Okay, great. She's going through all the questions. She was asking the questions without much energy and enthusiasm, but that was all right. She got them all answered. And I remember she, answered, she asked that question. I was listening to her, and she asked, why did you decide to, you know, I, okay, I saw Tim and Julie sold my, my neighbor's house. And then she asked, again, using our script, the question again, or, but slightly worded, you know, different. And then they said, well, it's because so-and-so from my church used them, and they suggested that they're, you know, the agents I should use. So what, what I learned, what I really learned is that what people, the real reason people are calling you to use you often comes down to, a handful of your centers of influence and past clients that are actively supporting you. They're like your fans in your, in your market, and you have to identify who those people are. So that's just a side note, something for you guys to consider, especially those of you who are selling hundreds of houses per year. Now, we had this list on the dry erase board of all the houses that we sold every year. We'd mark on the board what the source of the re- referral was, knowing that you know we had to ask the question twice to get the real heart of it. What we discovered and what all of you will discover when you start doing this seriously are the things that you think are generating the business for you aren't. And let me tell you, it's depressing as hell when you discover that your postcard campaign actually isn't really that effective. When you discover your fa- Facebook campaign or your fancy websites or your moving trucks, yes, we did all that crap when we sold real estate. Well, this was before oh, Facebook, but you get the idea. But we knew. And here's what we did discover. A lot of our business was coming from, guess where, centers of influence and past clients. But we drilled down even more than that. So we discovered they were coming from, Julie was playing in two orchestras. So they were a referral from Julie's orchestras. They were coming from Julie's uncle, who was a dentist, and he would refer us as patients. They were coming from um, people that we knew and, you know, just specific, really, really drilled down referral sources. one source, but it was often a combination of sources, right? So we sold their neighbor's house, but they knew me through orchestra, and he's their dentist, you know. That's the goal is to connect all of these dots. And that's why when we talk to you guys about doing center of influence events and that sort of thing, that we talk to you not just about throwing an event together, but involving multiple different centers of influence that you're touching. That way you can connect the dots. It's almost like a web of connections. And those of you who are good at this know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, There's an exercise that uh, some teams do sometimes where they will talk about tracing back the origin of that lead. So you'll take a recent closing and you'll say, well, how is it that we knew them? Well, we knew them because of this, but they've done past transactions because of this other past client who knew us from back in the day when we were prospecting. You know, it's all connected, so don't lose sight of that. The point is that you've got to have an expansion plan. I don't know if you remember, Tim, when we did the um, top 100 in real estate when we had that event in Laguna Beach and you were interviewing some of these top producers and you asked them what was the biggest mistake that they made, I'll never forget. They all said the same thing. I didn't do enough of this sooner and that they had spent so much more money on marketing and advertising that they now looking back know that they didn't have to spend if they had been better at this. So that was interesting coming from them. Very honest. It was, yes. but I remember who specifically said that. That I remember, and you know who I'm going to yeah. say, Greg Newman, who one of our superstars, mm-hmm. number one or number two prudential agent in the world for like forever. He he is a un, unbelievably powerful agent. Julie and I knew him because we were both Howard Britton stars, so we've known this guy for 20 plus years. So Greg Newman, San Diego, great referral source for you guys. And Greg said when we had him on our, we did a private event, and Julie said in the montage at Laguna Beach, and, and that was his answer. It's like I wish I would have done more centers of influence and past clients. And every one of the, our top producing superstars, they all said the exact same thing. But isn't that fascinating? 
Isn't that interesting? So you guys now, you know, the old proverb of a smart man learns from his mistakes, a brilliant man learns from the mistakes of others. Do this right now, no matter how many houses you're selling. Do it correctly when you're starting your business, and then you can get to the point. And I'm going to say something that's going to rub some of you the wrong way, but, you know, I don't care if this is the truth. Nobody likes picking up the phone and prospecting. Nobody likes doing it. We do it because we have to do it because that's a great source of business. Uh, if you do, if you do like prospecting, if you've gotten yourself into a mental mindset where you do like prospecting, God bless you. But you know as well as I do, if you didn't have to do it, you wouldn't do it anymore. But here's what happens: is after you have built up a large enough center of influence and past client list, and after you have learned how to work the list, you can't just have a list and say it's done. You've got to be working the list to expand it. Otherwise, it'll go. It, the lead, the people on the list will essentially move away. They'll retire. They'll just up, basically your list will start to dry up. Exactly. Um, but once you've got that concept that basically you can always add to your list, you can expand your list. You don't have to prospect FISBOs and expireds any longer. Once you've gotten to the point where you have enough velocity coming from your centers of influence and past clients list, I know that frustrates the hell out of you guys because I read the emails. When we get emails from you after I've interviewed one of our big superstars, number one agent in L.A., the number one agent in Miami, the number agents you guys know from TV, and we interview these people, and they always say the same thing. I get these emails, Tim, they're all saying this, but I, they must have something else going on. I assure you because we've coached them that they don't. They get their business from working exactly how Julie and I are telling you to work the list. Where how you how to build the list, how to maintain the list, how to supplement the list, how to build the relationships at a higher level, that's what we're helping you to understand. Now, if you're just getting started and you don't have a big personal uh, center of influence and past client list that you can put together, you have to pick up the phone and learn how to do FISBOS and expired. There's no question about it because your centers of influence and past clients – they're not always going to have referrals for you, whereas the FISBO are expired. You know already they're in the market ready to sell. You see the difference in the general quality of that lead? I am remiss if I don't remind all of you that this is the perfect time of year for you to be completing your business plan for next year. We've made it so easy for you, it's ridiculous if you don't take advantage of this. Real Estate Treasure Map and the six other books that's in that image if you're on our website, just fill out that form and you'll get a digital version of those uh, books emailed directly to you. And when you do, you're also going to get an opportunity to speak with one of our enrollment coaches. They're actually going to take you through the initial stages of filling out the business plan, the real estate treasure map. Don't wait, please. You should have, let's be honest, you should have this done months ago. Get it done now. Don't procrastinate any longer. Real estate treasure map, you print it out. It's fill in the blank. It's brilliant. It's easy. It's the absolute minimum thing that all of you must be doing right now. I know we're coming up on the holidays, guys. I get it. I know there's an election. I know all of you are distracted. I get it. But please keep your head clear about this. Do not let this opportunity – you know, Julie, even in the best seller's markets, there's expires now. I wonder how many people are actually paying attention no. and actually picking up the phone. I wonder how many of our listeners – and, Jules, we have 150, 160,000 you know, totals every month. And I wonder how many of those people – are right now just listening to us, and they're saying to themselves, I'm going to put it on my list, and I'll do it next year. Oh, I'll do that real estate trade. Mm-hmm. Getting ready I'll to get think started about it, think about it later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly right. They're going to procrastinate till I'm too busy. I'm basting my turkey. You know who isn't thinking like that? The people that are going to get your listings. 
the people that are going to kick your butt. I know everyone likes likes to say little nice, warm, fuzzy things like, my best, com- my only real competitor is myself. Well, that is true, but that's not really true because when it comes to listings, when it comes to paychecks, when it comes to reality of making money, there is a winner and there is a loser. If you guys are not taking the actions now that the top producers are, you're going to continue to be the loser. You can do it. There's no secret sauce to this. All you have to do is follow the proven path. If you've not yet done so, fill out the form, talk with someone from our team, become a coaching client when you use the student uh, approval program, guys. I know this sounds hard to believe, but it's true. It's less than $100 a month, uh, and it's a real-life coaching program. You get a coaching call per month with one of our coaches, but in addition to that, you get two or three group calls per week that are semi-private. You can participate. Julie's call, she does one every single week. People love it. You know, it, hundreds of people are on it now that attend it on a regular basis, even though we have far more than that that could attend. A lot of you guys aren't really paying attention this time of year. Lock and load. Learn the contact. Take it full advantage of what the educational opportunities, and then don't give a rat's ass about interest rates or the economy or the political this or the political that. Know that you have the information necessary to survive and thrive no matter what happens. So, Julie, we're going to pick up where we left off tomorrow, talking more about expanding your center of influence. And this, I'm looking at your notes for tomorrow. Oh, I love this idea on how to easily set up databases. That's an awesome idea, Julie. Thanks for including that. Oh, this is really cool. Your communication plan, that's awesome. So we're going to show them tomorrow, it looks like, different ways to communicate with these guys on a regular basis other than picking up the phone. So they'll love that. Oh, I like your ideas, too. None of them involve... And none of them involve uh, spending any money, too. That's my favorite part. So, guys, right. please don't procrastinate. Take advantage. Fill out the form. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Anything else you'd like to say to these guys, Julie, as we round the bend? Get to work. It's okay if you're the only car this? in the parking lot. It's okay. Go ahead. Go out and vote, guys. You Do vote. Oh, it doesn't matter. who. Just do vote. Go out and take the time. Stand in the line. Get your vote Participate. cast. Participate. We live in a country hey, that allows us know. to actually have it. You, you can have what. real estate referrals while you're standing in line. Talk about real estate for crying out loud. Use your Ford script. I mean, come on. Don't look at it as a drag. Oh, I've got to go stand in line so I can vote. No. Look at it as an event to connect with people and use that Ford script, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. You don't have to talk about who or what you're voting for. Ask them about their family. Ask them about their job. Ask them how, they lived, how long they've lived in, their t- in your town, you know? I mean, it's a great so source of practice. Who is that family up in Cleveland, that really cute, very successful real estate family? Crockett's, yes. I remember the Crockett's. They had some of the best marketing ideas, but this one in particular, I don't know if they, I don't know if they listen to our show. But Melissa or your parents, anyone, any of you guys, if you guys want to be on our show, just let me know. But they had this really cool idea. They would uh, were running during elections every four years. They had this really cool campaign that they would run, where they're saying it would look like literally they were running for political office in these pictures, the colors, the graphics. You know how political marketing all looks the same. So theirs would be we're running for your we're running to be your realtor. Yep. <laughs> it, it was, was awesome. so they funny. Did a killer job. Yeah, it was. Remember awesome. when they did the uh, play on Survivor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, vote your agent off the island or something like that. It was really good. Very, uh, very creative. For expired. For expired, yeah. yeah. Oh, so listen, guys, if you need us for anything, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Guys, we're going to stay locked down for you guys the next 60 days. We're going to be doing live shows. We're going to be giving you new content. We're going to be giving you new books. We have three new books that we're going to be coming out with, little books, white papers, basically, uh, for the rest of the year. Pay attention. Don't let it get by you. Make this the staging for the best year of your life. Why not? 
Why wait? Why procrastinate? Why worry? Why let all this other, you know, mind garbage continue to hold you back? Lock in, load, take action, listen to past uh, radio shows, timandjulieharris.com. In the meantime, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.